Welcome, everyone, to episode number 32 of the Food Safety University podcast. I'm your host, David Zarling, and today we're going to be diving into part six of our new plant manager series, the Small Plant Finance Gap Audit, uh, where we're going to be taking a look at what you need to do in order to wrap your arms around the financial documents and uh operatives for the upcoming fiscal year for your small plant, whether you're a new plant manager to that facility or you've worked there forever and uh, you've been promoted into leadership. Today, to discuss these topics, we're going to have a special guest, someone who is uh, both a master's degree holder in project management and accounting. Uh, This individual is someone that I've worked with as boots on the ground in a plant and continue to work with uh, to help companies all around the country. So without further ado, stay tuned for some awesome and easy to digest information on small plant finance. Welcome to the Food Safety University podcast presented by Dr. Michelle Fannensteel of Dirigo Food Safety. Tune in to learn about food safety and processing in plain terms. We'll break down the ins and outs of HACCP, the food code, and much, much more so that you can easily implement and manage your own food safety program and even have some fun while doing so. Welcome to another episode of the Food Safety University podcast. Again, I'm your host, David Darling. I'm here today to continue our new plant manager series, uh, our weekly installment where we talk about uh, different things when you come into a leadership position in a new plant or a plant you've worked at forever and you're, you're just entering leadership. How do you wrap your head around your new position? Uh, this week, we're going to be tackling the financial audit uh, previous weeks, we discuss an organizational audit, uh, an operational audit, where we go through the, the food safety and uh, you know operations programming and audit for completion, just to make sure what we do have versus what we need. And we're going to do something similar today when it comes to finances. Uh, and I'm joined by a very special guest. Um, his name is Dane Creighton, someone I've worked with extensively in the past. Uh, he's absolutely brilliant when it comes to small plant. Well, plant of any size, but we were in a small plant at the time. Uh, plant operations, finance, inventory management, uh, process flow. Uh, I'll let him talk about his experience, but uh, Dane's, a, Dane's a great project manager and a, and a super fun guy to work with. And he has a real knack for explaining things in a way that um, is digestible by you know people who have boots on the ground. And so we're going to talk with Dane today about uh, with his experience and how he takes the reins as a plant manager or controller or, you know, what have you in the plant when it comes to financials. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, Dane. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, David. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Would you mind telling uh, the listeners a little bit about your experience and, and what you do and what you like to do? And Yeah, I basically came out of distribution, transportation, and backed my way into the plant operations. Um after going back and forth with accounting accountants in my career, I decided to get a master's degree in accounting and finance on top of the one I have in project management. And uh, it's allowed me to be able to hold my own as a plant manager when it comes to the financial uh, 
management of, of the plant and and how the costs are, are, are looked at and, and determine what's reasonable, things like that. Um, yeah, so that, that's interesting. I remember you telling me that story about when you were working in operations and had a hunch that maybe your financial team uh, weren't as accurate as you wanted them to be or you didn't have the transparency into the financial documents that you had to manage. And so with the, without having the proper support, I remember you telling me that you went out and got a degree in accounting yeah. and then <laughs> which i think is such an awesome solution to the problem right i mean uh you, you know you've inspired me to take some accounting classes to be a better plant manager um, yeah a little bit of overkill there but but it worked i mean it's really handy to have that knowledge and and be able to kind of uh um you know, stand on your own two feet when when, when they're throwing. If, if you get a curveball thrown at you, uh, or, or 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 you're being told information you just don't buy into. Um, yeah, yeah. Usually, usually have a better. I usually have a better understanding of the plant operations than the finance team does at this point. Yeah, and then of course you know the skills that you've gleaned over the years, as uh, as we've seen. You know, you and I have worked together on a couple of projects now. Um, these skills that you've acquired are also, you know, they're obviously very helpful in, uh, in a larger company capacity, like where, where you and I work together, where there was a, a team of people, right? A financial team. But, uh, these skills are really applicable and, and from what you've taught me, approachable for the small business owner, you know, uh, someone who decides, Hey, I grow these absolutely amazing botanicals on my farm. I want to get into a value added business. What's it going to take for me to have this plant? Or I've, I've been a rancher for 25 years. I'm sick of not having control over my slaughter schedule. I'm going to build my own custom exempt and retail exempt facility on my property. Uh, people who are self-motivated and small business owners, it seems to me that your expertise and the skills that you have would be, you know, really lend themselves uh, to that a yeah. ton, especially when developing a business plan. Yep, yeah, I, I think they do too. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a blanket effect. It, the size of the operation just means the the size of the spreadsheet, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a lot of ways. I mean, uh, you know, you still have a lot of your same costs in your smaller operations that you do in the large ones, just different amounts or volumes. Sure, but, sure. Uh, but I think the, the trick to it is is to making sure that You've got a managerial system in place to where it puts your visibility right to the on the ground level and rolls up. Can you explain that uh, yeah. a little bit? And, yeah, in other words, uh, you'll remember how when we worked in the plant, we and you were and I brought it started bringing you labor reports by department as opposed to you seeing your labor once a month when your PL came out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's real important because if you're not looking at your labor by department, by day, by uh, production run, um, you're, you're not in a position to be able to manage it. Um, if it th- comes at you once a week or once a month or in pieces that don't make sense, you don't know, you know where you're running into more costs than you should. Yeah, so, so true. When, when, you've been, when you've been efficient and when you have can can you please remind me of that saying that you that you like to bring to the table when we're talking about this? And I think it's elegant. I really do. And I I don't remember where you 
where you told yeah, me it, it came from. It was a, when I was with Foster Farms, I had a director named Bill Foltz that a retired Marine and a Dartmouth University um, distribution uh, degree gentleman that was uh, kind of a mentor to me. And he, uh, he always taught me that if you don't measure it, you can't track it. If you don't track it, you can't control it. You can't control it, you can't manage it. If you can't manage it, it'll control you. Yeah, so that, that's. Uh, <laughs> I love that. I think it's great. And that's it's actually in a kind of an expanded adaptation of a Peter Drucker quote. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, and and it's better. It's an improvement. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a refinement of something Drucker came up with. Yeah, uh, and it's a little bit more uh, inclusive, I think. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I forget Drucker's quote myself. I think I Drucker would. I think he would like it. Yeah. For those that are listening that don't know, Peter Drucker is it's, it's considered to be the greatest management mind of all time. He, he has a couple of books. One is no bigger than something you could fit in your pocket called Managing Oneself, which is a really incredible little manual when it comes to time management. And then he also has, you know, the 600 page uh, encyclopedia of management called Management by Peter Drucker. And um if you're ever looking to explore the world of managers and what makes them great and what makes them effective, uh, Peter Drucker is, is uh, well, on my suggested reading list. But anyways, yeah, that's a great quote, Dane. I love that. I'm going to put that in the show notes um, for people to see. You know, so when, you, when you're coming into a new plant, you know, let's, let's say you're taking a position as a plant manager regardless of, you know, because your experience spans many different industries, right? Like you, you've been in food, you've been in uh, raw materials for, for contracting, you've been in a lot of things, uh, yeah, managing inventory and financials. I mean, does it really matter what the material is, what you're producing, or do you approach what, it the same way? What the widget is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually it does. It's uh, more so than people think. I mean, I, I know a lot of companies hire based on real specific experience and maybe it's a little bit of an overkill if you've got a good ops manager he's mm -hmm. going to be good no, good no matter what the widget is mm -hmm. but uh at the same time there's some things in some industries that are very unique to that industry that you, you just have to learn mm -hmm. and uh again if, if you're not familiar with it you're gonna have to measure it track it and control it yeah. but uh the uh um you know, I, I guess there's two sides to that story. It's, uh, if you've been in, if you've been making the same widgets for a long time, you can also get caught up in the fact that you, it, it's hard to expand your uh, thought processes beyond what your, you know, your learning circumstances are been in your career so far, as opposed to, uh, you know, somebody that maybe hasn't been in the business might take a whole different perspective on something that that uh, somebody in that has been making those widgets just didn't see. So I guess yeah. you could argue that both ways. So, so let's say, let's say you're giving, let's say you can approach this from either, you know, however you're comfortable, either from you, from, you know, first person perspective, what you would do, or say you're giving advice to someone as a, as a new plant manager, how would you approach a financial audit to wrap your arms around what, already exists in a facility, what you need to manage, what, uh, you know, what 
standard documents are you looking for? What are things that you're looking at? What, how are you wrapping your arms around a facility's financials that you are responsible as a plant manager? What do you do mm-hmm. out of the gate? Well, the first thing I do is look at the operation itself because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to connect anything to them financially unless I understand what's going on on the ground. So my secret trick kind of is to um, go to the back of the plant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And look in the boneyard, places like that around the back, and they'll tell you a lot of secrets on on uh, different things they've tried and different efficiencies and what's been effective or not. Yeah. And it was nice, like, when I worked with you coming through the back door and, and being able to look at the inventory side of things and then the production side next and the kill floor and, you know, work, work my way through the plant that way uh, as far as getting to know it. But... uh Normally, when you come into these operations, you're handed a, a set of financial statements that you get your P&L once a month and you freak out or get happy. Can you tell um, our listeners about a P&L a little bit? Can you expand on that? So that's the first, So when you walk in the door, basically, you'd say you'd start at the back of the plant. You do your kind of operational audit or your observations or whatever it is. And then you're moving on to financial docs. So the first one you're going to get your hands on is the P&L. Can you speak on that? Yeah, the, the P&L and the balance sheet will be your most important because your inventory will have your balance sheet or be on the balance sheet. Um, so the value of that's very important. Um, but the P&L is going to tell you where all your costs are going. Okay, and, so the uh, P&L is your monthly statement, and that shows you your expenses for the month? Yeah. Yep. As well but, as your accounts receivable? Um, yeah, your accounts receivable will be on there too to see what your sales are. Um, mm-hmm. if you, if you've trimmed your, if, if you've gotten your, uh, plant to a place to where I think it should be at these days and it's just a cost center, then it won't have your sales or your accounts receivable on there. That'll be outside the scope of the plant accounting. Um, if you're just a cost center, if you're a profit Let's if talk you're a profit, about yeah, yeah. If Sorry. you're a profit center, then you got those sales and receivables and all the all the line items on the P and L. Okay, okay. If you're a profit center, but if you're a cost center, you're not, you're not paying any attention to sales. You're just looking at what the raw cost of it is for you to produce this stuff. Okay, but let's let's put a pin in that just for now because that's a really good point that that you've taught me a lot about over the last year. That I'd love to, I'd love to hear uh, dedicate just a couple of minutes just to that, the private center and cost center. Um, but so right now the P and L, we've got that. That's going to talk about all your expenses for the month. You're going to be able to review that. You're going to see if there is a P and L first of all. Yeah, well, there's going to be some sort of P and L. They can't, yep. can't function at all without that. It's what they do with it beyond just publishing it once a month. That. Mm-hmm that concerns the plant manager because that's where your managerial accounting dovetails into it. Sure. And what are you looking out for in that P and L when you're auditing and when you get your hands on the first time, what, what are some, what are some things that you're going to think about? How do I know that this is a good P and L or one that needs some work or how do you get the most information out of it as a new plant? You want to make sure they're measured against some sort of volume, whether it be a cost per pound or uh, just depending on what you're, producing again it can vary a little bit but cost per pound is probably the most common thing uh to measure against and then um um 
once you see those things and you break out each um, account on the P&L or line item on the P&L um, as a cost per pound, then you then you're going to have to delve into each one of those line items, especially when it comes to labor, um, because the labor is all going to be lumped together there, and you're going to need to break it down by department and watch it every day. Um, how many hours it's taken to produce this many pounds in each department. And okay. that, that you usually don't find in a plant when you, when you start as a plant manager, usually, usually if uh, a plant manager is managing to that degree or drilling down that deep, he's probably, you're probably not going to replace him. <laughs> he's probably yeah. doing his job. So, yeah. So true. So true. That, that's a great point. Um, and and I, so, so what it sounds like is, is you're going to look at that P&L and you're going to look at how broken down the various line items are. Do we have this in appropriate subcategories, including having the labor broken down by department, having the, the operational expenses broken down by category? Kind of, you, you constructed a budget that I saw recently for a plant. It's, it's, it's very comprehensive. It's, it's a fantastically organized budget. And you've got your you've got your expenses broken down by category. So you've got like facility expense and, you know, packaging cogs and labor and outside services. And, and uh, so, so you're, you're kind of looking at how it's organized and the level of granularity you can get to know what you're managing. So you, so one thing that, like you mentioned earlier in the podcast is that when, when we started working together, you started breaking out for on the daily uh, labor dollars by pound or pounds by hour, you know, we, we had all these little uh, key performance indicators or data bits that we can measure against ourselves over time. Uh, and then, you know, looking at the financials, we developed targets. Hey, we need, we need a pound of beef to go out the door for this per pound. Right. Because we're losing money. Right. And then we, and then, so we, so we looked at that target. We played with the budget till we figured out what that price was. We then looked at the labor by department, by day, and we're able to say, okay, so yesterday we were 17 cents a pound in the processing room. And that, of course, is labor dollars divided by uh, pounds. And then we uh, we did the same thing for every department, and we started to find out on this day our shipping department was $17 a pound because we didn't ship out that day, and everybody was on the clock, and they weren't doing you know. Uh, we had two people call out in processing and it tripled our processing price per pound. And so that's the significant, I mean, you can glean so much information from that report based on the conditions of that day. You can see how it affects your efficiency and the money you're spending. It's an incredibly useful tool. It's an incredibly useful right. tool. Today's then you point, can take, yeah. Then you take that, you start seeing days where you're hitting hot highs or you know, achieving the, the numbers that that are outside the the average, mm -hmm. and, and and you can see well, this is where we're optimal. Yeah, this is where well, that department runs yeah. its optimization. This is what we got to schedule for. Yeah. Um, you might have another person in the plant that. Well, that's where we started. The other thing we started doing as a result of it is having our our utility players in the plant. Mm -hmm. In other words, where we uh, realize that, hey, if we're short somebody on the kill floor, the overtime's going to go up, the cost per pound's going to go up. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll take a utility player and put them on that floor so we get a sick call. 
mm-hmm. um, and making sure we had enough utility players to move around different parts of the plant. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Uh, having those kind of porters or, or, you know, Jack or Jill of all trades is really important. You know, um, I, I, to your point, you can find out where you're efficient, where you're not. We just, you know, after, uh, I mean, it didn't take more than an hour with the very first report, but I guess after the first month, we realized that certain species were losing game for us. And there, and, and, you know, logically we knew that as, as yeah. managers, but, but having the numbers to prove it yeah. is how you speak to ownership. Yeah. And you say, Hey, the days that we do beef and pork, we, we get it out the door for 29 cents a pound. The days we do chicken, it's $2 a pound, <laughs> you know, so this isn't going to work for us. I, let's find another place to process these where we can get better efficiency and better prices. And, and so that's, that's why it's incredibly important to break down your labor by department, associate that with what you did that day and the pounds produced. And, and yeah, Dana, I love that approach. So you're going to take your P&L, your monthly, your monthly profit and loss statement. You're going to make sure that you have the granularity that you need to know what's happening in each department. So we're looking at, we're looking at labor, which we just talked about, breaking it down and, and labor dollars per pound and pounds per hour. Then we're also going to look at packaging. Eventually, we're, we've got to make sure that everything that goes into the total landed good, right, the total landed cost of the finished product, we've got to make sure they're accounted for on that, on that P&L so that once we're done with this audit, we can go through and, and have our procurement person or our buyer or ourselves do some analysis of what we're actually spending. Because a lot of times there's pretty significant cost savings if you just pay a little bit of attention to it. People get lulled into years of buying the same stuff. Yeah, you know? a lot of these plants don't even have a, a purchasing person, point person. Um, they kind of divide it up between the departments on making sure that their inventory is in place so they don't shut down a production line and not having materials. And uh, the truth of the matter is if the plant gets to be a certain size, you really need to have somebody designated to your purchasing. And... Uh, at that at that point, you need you need to be able to measure how that person is doing, just as same as you are the other departments. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, part of their cost savings is is uh, noted in their department too. It might not mm-hmm. be quite by pounds; it might be by dollars spent. Mm-hmm. Um, pound, pounds will, some sort of pound will play a. Me- uh, measurement in it but you know if you're buying a truckload of boxes uh <laughs> to pack your your stuff in it's kind of hard to figure out um you know how how many boxes you're using per pound but you'll want to know how many um how much you spent on that uh and those, those are a couple you know two two and a half dollars a box or something probably pretty average cost for for that packaging yeah that you have to have so if you can look at ways to cut those costs it'll it'll reflect heavily on your operating cost per pound for the entire plant yeah and sometimes new technology comes about right like back when when the plant that we worked for started buying certain uh materials there was the industry standard at the time but 10 12 years later those things changed and there were cheaper alternatives that did the same job out there so and the big, the bigger plants yeah. these days, when it comes to things like packages and boxes, they're they, they're made mechanically. 
or is it, there's mechanized systems that yep. glue those boxes and drop them out of ceilings and down conveyors and uh, people don't even touch the box until they pick it off the end of the line and set it on a pallet. Yeah. Yep. And now uh, let me ask you this. So we're, we're talking about auditing costs on the PL. We're looking at, 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 you know, at some point we're going to go through and, and make sure that we've got good, uh, good hygiene when it comes to uh, spending. But when it comes to what we charge our customers, let's say we're a fee for service type of plant, whether that's, you know, whatever that may be, we may, may be a co-packer of any, any kind, whether it's, uh, doing, you know, quick frozen vegetables or value-added cooked items or, or a slaughterhouse, how do you determine what your fees are going to be? How do you, as a new plant manager, look at that, plate, that, that plant's fees that they charge customers and say, these are just right, they're too low, or they're too high? How do you how do you yeah, well, that? Once you've got a managerial accounting in place, or system in place and you're and it's and it's actually getting you're effectively uh, managing those efficiencies. Um, then then you're getting a good idea what your cost per pound is, even by department. In case you're just going to do maybe a customer just wants a beef quartered out, mm -hmm. um, you're not going to charge him the same you are to do a bunch of ecom cuts or retail mm -hmm. cuts. So uh, um, you know you got to make sure that your kill floor charges cover cover uh you know your cost of the plant um which wasn't the case in some instances um and, coming into plants and do you um, have yeah sorry go ahead so uh you know you might have to raise the price of one one part of it and and uh you know you might have to raise you know i've been in situations that had to raise the cost of the Kill floor as well as the production, the you know the fabrication room and and the packaging mm -hmm. costs and the labeling costs and all those things are, you know, when you're considering a hundred bucks a head or kill it and a dollar a pound to cut it and package it. I mean, some uh, some farmers think that's real high, and I think that uh, those days are kind of behind us and. We're going to have to get over those numbers to be able to make a profit you know, yeah, in, yeah. in a plant. Do you have any standard uh, margins that you see have seen across the board when it comes to your cost to produce or uh, anything like that? Or is it, very, it, it probably, it's probably very subjective depending on the product in the market. And yeah. Yeah. I think the, the hundred bucks a head and a dollar a pound processing is kind of a, kind of a certain threshold that people are, just kind of accustomed to in their head over time, mm -hmm. the, you know, the ranchers and things, but there's still a couple of folks that are doing it for less than that. But I think that once they figure out what their costs really are, yeah. um, you're going to, they're going to realize that they're not making money on that part of their business. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, yeah. So, so it sounds, so it sounds like the first thing you do is, is basically do a, a, a deep dive on the PL and whether or not that's you alone or with the existing owner or accountant or whatever, get yourself very familiar with how they've, they've set up their PL and their budget, know what's going into it, know what is on it. I mean, I, you and I in, in separate instances have in, in different businesses have found line items in our budgets that didn't belong to us. Right. 
yeah. to our businesses, sometimes for hundreds of thousands of dollars, which makes yeah, it awful yeah. hard to get profitable. The other thing of it is, is when your superintendents in your plant start getting savvy to the fact that you're measuring by the department, they'll try to maybe shove some labor hours to their department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things, yeah. Like, things like that start to happen that you got to monitor. <laughs> yeah. So so we've got our, our hands wrapped around the P&L. Um, and so we're looking at the labor force, the cost of fees and everything. And then uh, when it comes to, you know, I think it's important to ask the ownership around CapEx. What are some current projects that are open? What are some projects that are on the table that, that, that have not been fleshed out yet? What are the associated costs? What's our annual budget to spend on facilities, infrastructure, um, equipment, anything more than, you know, $5,000 or $2,500, whatever you've set as the bar? Uh, what's the CapEx? What's the capital expense uh, budget and plan? Is there any? And if not, consider what the plant needs as far as like emergencies. You know, do you have a, a festering cracks in your cement and need to get that resurfaced so that you have a functioning listeria control program? Uh, do you have a, a VMAG uh, linker grinder system that has all of the safety guards removed and people use their hands to shove me? Like, like are there things that need to be repaired right away that are, that are red flags and uh, get your hands wrapped around what the company can afford as far as improvements annually? And if that doesn't exist in many plants, it's just kind of like in many facilities or small businesses, it's behind a closed door. You don't talk about that. You got to talk about it. Financial transparency is absolutely essential. Uh, Dane, I don't know. Personally, I can say that I've managed a plant where I had absolutely no financial visibility whatsoever, despite uh, many, many requests to change that. And And it basically was like trying to trying to win a sword fight with both your arms tied behind your back and an eye patch on one eye, you know, yeah. um, it's basically impossible. So, uh, yeah, that brings me to my next point. Who is your team? Right. So we've looked at the PL. We've got our hands on that. We've got our hands on the CapEx plan. It's time to fi- figure out who are my partners in this? Is it just the owner? Is there a, a, a hired, a hired consultant that does accounting? Is it just the plant manager? Are there no financial documents? Like, who are the people that you're going to work on this with collaboratively? Because most plant managers aren't only financial minds. Right. Yeah. So they need help. Most plant managers are at the mercy of the mechanic and finance folks. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't know if, if you or I answer that question the way you're proposing it. I think it has to be the, the folks in accounting, finance, and ownership um, all the way to the board of directors, who who mm-hmm. wants to be a part of it? If they mm-hmm. buy into this type of stuff, type of thinking, then great. But if they don't, you still have to you have to keep that managerial accounting um, entity alive, and which means you got to go to your superintendents and your supervisors and mm-hmm. your managers or however it's structured, and make sure that they're giving you accurate, timely information that's consistent, because um, you're going to they're going to have to, they're the ones that report this to you or you won't have time to put it all together. You have to yeah. get it from each, each of them, um, which brings the transparency, uh, flips the transparency coin um, because it's even more important for those people on the ground to understand and see these trends in the cost per pound than it is the upper management because the upper managers are more result oriented. Um but with the with the folks on the floor 
if they have these tools in their hand and they realize what they have to do, they they go out there and try and, you know, manipulate, do whatever they need to do to get their numbers where they want, where they think they could be, you know, possibly as the best they could possibly do. So uh, you want, you know, you want all that transparent to the folks all the way down to the ones with the knives in their hands. Yeah. Um, so that they can all participate because they will. I mean, they're there to work. Um, and, you know, if they could, they're going to, if you make it, if you facilitate it so that they can do a better job, uh, they, they, they'll, they'll run with it. And yeah. uh, so the transparency thing is, in my opinion, is more important down the, the food, the hierarchy than it is up. Yeah. And that, you know, you're, you're hitting a lot of points there that remind me of lean management and, and some of the core principles of lean management when it comes to being focused on process rather than just results, you know, because when you put, when you just hold managers to results, say uh, you got to cut this budget by, by, you know, 4% over the next 18 months or else you're out. And, and that's it. You know, C-level, you know, owners, CEOs, CFOs, whatever, can hand down those instructions. But we as plant managers need to not push that level of delegation down. We need to focus on process and people. That's how we get results, right? You know, just telling yeah. supervisors, figure it out, is a, is, a, is a recipe for disaster and having a revolving door of employees. <laughs> so it's, it, it is really important for us to focus on the process. I'm glad that you kind of mentioned that. Um, you know, and so... Given this great direction, uh, Dane, and some really cool suggestions, you know, I think that the one question I have in my mind or that I would have would be, how do I know if what I'm paying is correct or, or in line already? And that's kind of where you get a hold of somebody like Dane, who has done benchmark analysis of the industry and knows those numbers, right? There are benchmarks that, that you are larger than. The larger the organization, the more benchmarks available. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, company like Foster Farms or Pilgrim's Pride or Tyson, they, they pay to have blind studies done by department each month. Mm -hmm. And uh, they receive um, everybody's numbers with nobody's name next to them other than their own name on their, on their numbers. Um, and it tells them where they are uh, in the industry. Yeah. Um, against their competition. So, uh, but, but, but as you know, because we tried to look for some of that in different smaller plants, and you called up uh, uh, Oregon State University, and basically we're told that that kind of stuff doesn't exist for these small, small, smaller plants. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in my, in my position as a, as a, plant manager at a small plant, I was developing relationships with other plants in the area and was just like, hey, what, what's it cost you to produce? What are you charging? You know, and just being clear and just asking questions. And, and if you can't find it there, uh, generally there'll be an extension agent at like North Carolina State, Iowa State, University of Wisconsin, University of Oregon, University, uh, Oregon State, Texas A&M. Uh, Chico, you know, uh, there's so many places where where you can talk to people, but you got to put yourself out there. You got to do the work. You got to send the emails to find yeah. those benchmarks, or you call somebody like Dane, who has worked in the industry, who who has a financial acumen and can and can uh, 
put together an operating budget and show you those benchmarks. So, um, yeah, that's 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 kind of the murky part. That's where you got to do the work, but everything else is really, really quite self-explanatory. And uh, this will all be included in Diego Food Safety's plant manager curriculum uh, for our course that we're, that we're going to be releasing fairly soon. Um, how we go through this audit and and uh, it's going to contain a lot of you know exactly what Dane's talking about. Come in, audit what exists, form your team, figure out what your expectations are, figure out how to measure what you're doing. And most of the time you're going to have to tell uh, ownership or, or upper management how, how to know how you're doing, you know, give them your own KPIs. You may have to do that. Tell them, this is, this is how I know I'm doing a good job. This is how I'm measuring it. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you really, you, you more often than not, you have to expand on the KPIs to uh, really have a, deep understanding of what's going on on a real, you know, individual type of basis. And sometimes you got to try something and see if it works. You know, sometimes yeah. labor, labor dollars per pound and, and pounds per hour works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you might say, uh, you know, pounds shipped per hour and the shipping receiving department was like, I mean, I guess that tells me the volume, but when the team was, was shooting for a KPI of volume, we found that their fulfillment rate went down. So maybe we need to be measuring fulfillment rate next to pounds per hour to get kind of an aggregate uh, look at how they're yeah. doing. I mean, it, and then in the harvest floor, you're measuring head count. You're not yeah. necessarily, you're averaging your carcass weight usually. So um, you're not going to get, unless you have some pretty sophisticated scaling systems on your heart harvest floor, you're not going to uh, know exactly what your pounds are. So you're going to go, you know, if you can improve your head count for without running into overtime, then then it's as simple as that. And, and for like a vegetable farm, you know, it might be, it might not be pounds produced out of the field, but it might be finished pounds through the wash and pack station. Yeah. You know, how many or, things hit the cooler? It's, pro it's probably both. Yeah, of, it could be both because then you get like your what? yield analysis. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Just like from the kill floor to the production room, yep. there's a different, you know, the, the one cow is going to have a different weight going through the kill floor than it is through the production floor, there the fab, fabrication. I love that. Well, yeah, gosh, that that's uh, that's such a great part of the yield, the yield analysis. We'll get into that in a, in a later episode. Hopefully you'll be able to join us, Dane. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing these tips and tricks and just kind of fleshing out some of these concepts for us. Uh, would you mind telling the listeners how to get a hold of you if they have any questions? No, uh, I'd like to be reached at Dane Roger, D-A-N-E-R-O-G-E-R at iCloud.com. And uh, I also have a cell number, 541-690-7308. Uh, um, or uh, if somebody did, but didn't have a pencil with them, <laughs> they can always get in touch with you to, yep. to, to get in touch with me. That's right. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I always enjoy working with Dane. The cool thing about Dane is he does have he, – he is a master of uh, – of, of accounting, but also of project management. So he knows, he knows how to put a project together and really explain it to people. So uh, if you have any questions, reach out to myself, David at Deergo, uh, foodsafety.com or Dane, Dane Roger at iCloud.com. And uh, yeah, we look forward to your questions and, and comments about small plant finance. And thanks again, Dane. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon.
Thanks, David. See you soon. Thanks for listening. Before you go, click the subscribe button and check us out at foodsafetyuniversity.com, where we have free food safety guides waiting for you. Until next time, keep up the great work. Mm -hmm.